Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm Chippy. We're at Gemma's hair salon. When I came on screen, it looked to me like Gemma, she'd nearly fallen off her chair, but I just saw her recovering. So it looked like she was whooshing in from stage right, singing into her hair straighteners. You know why? I made the mistake last night. This is what happened yesterday, right? So I had a lovely day. Yesterday was Wednesday. I had a lovely day. So I went um, in the morning. I did some work. And then I did the housework, did some work, did the housework. And then I went to the town and got my nails done. And then um, I went to watch Ben in a play. And then I picked the kids up from school. And, and then I dropped the kids off at mum and dad's because on a Wednesday, I go to the gym in the afternoon. And what I try and do on a Wednesday is go to the sauna as well. Yeah. And just as I drop the kids off, my mother-in-law phones me, right? And goes, Gemma, Gemma, I really, really have fallen in love with this coat from Sainsbury's. The only place in the whole of the country that have the coat in my size in stock is Seven X. Bearing in mind, she lives up in Suffolk. Yeah. And now the nearest seven, that Seven Oaks Sainsbury's from me is, a, I'd say, a good 20-minute drive. This was in the middle of rush hour. So yeah. um, I, I, I made it. I got the jacket and I made oh. it to the gym and I made it to the sauna and I washed my hair, but I ran out of time. So I couldn't do my hair. So I went to bed with wet hair. How was it this morning, Gemma? Well, look. Well, it's a bit frizzy, but it's not. I woke up this morning, I washed my hair, and then I thought, and then Joe said he was going to take the boys in, which is nice. The system in London was really good because it meant that if Joe dropped the boys off, I could do film myself doing my makeup or film a makeup review or something. Yeah. And then I'd have done some work before the working day started almost, so that when Jack was at home, I could then have jack all day and i'd have done some work here obviously we've got to drive so anyway he said he'd take the boys in today so i washed my hair and i was like great i'm gonna do some filming i put my hair up in a clip after drying it to film with my hair off my face and then when i took the clip out i looked like something from dynasty it just got it was just so massive and i thought what's really annoying is if i wanted my hair to be this massive there's no bloody way. And obviously now it's deflated back to its normal self. Well, what was even worse was that I think for the first time in months, maybe even well over a year, I did an Instagram live this morning. Did you? With, not on my own. Oh, I thought no. I, I didn't see that. On Anna's, with Anna? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I really like Anna. So that's the reason why I agreed to do it. <laughs> She's lovely. No, because she's really nice. Like, you know what I'm like? I get really intimidated going on an Instagram live after the cook-along cook live chicken fiasco. <laughs> but she does a very good, um, she does these, for anyone who doesn't know, she's called Anna Mather. Mather? I'm going to be really bad and say, I actually don't know how to pronounce her surname. M-A-T-H-E-R. I don't know. I've never had to use her surname. I just call her Anna. <laughs> Well, and she she does these sofa sessions. So for like 10 or 12 quid, I think, you can get 
different sessions on what you need. So I did one on emetophobia and right. it was really helpful actually, because a couple of times when it's flared up, I've thought of what she said in it and it's been quite helpful. So I recommend those. Yeah. She's just really nice. And like, this is going to sound weird, but like, she's like normal. <laughs> yeah. She's very normal. Nice. You know, like normal, like, you know, I don't feel I don't feel intimidated. Like some people, I, I can feel quite intimidated by. Yeah, what I find really funny is she's like a trained psychologist and that kind of thing, and it always gives me a little bit of a surprise when I remember that because I'm, I mean this in the nicest way. She doesn't come across as someone who's a massive brain box because of the way she talks and the content she delivers. So oh, yeah, like, oh no, you've got a you've got a stonkingly you're very overqualified for anyone. Yeah. Um I think it's because she's got a very she's oh, she's very down to earth and like very easy normal. to to talk to, which is probably probably what you need in a psychologist. <laughs> so so yes yeah, so that's what so to make it to make it worse, as it you know I I did my first Instagram live I look like I've been back, dragged through a hedge backwards, as someone could say. <laughs> she always looks amazingly well, sort of groomed. I know exactly. Like you really, you said, "There's me." And the first thing I said, and I don't know if it picked up on it, was like, "If you hear any funny noises, it's not me; it's my stool." <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, loads of people didn't know about Pearl Jam. It wasn't just you, Jen. Yes, yeah, see. Feel like no, it was not just me. My mother would be so proud. Do you have anything you want to discuss today, Gemma Bray? Now you've straightened your hair. I wanted to ask you a question because I think, and it kind of leads into what you were just saying, like before, like you were in a, a in a bit of a routine, in um, well, a lot of a routine in your old house, and I wanted to ask you how you're finding life in your new place, like the new house, the new village. I was thinking about this the other day. And I was thinking, I've done a classic. I've done a real classic. I, I would put money on over 90% of laundrettes having done this in the past. So we, I've never won for a massive routine because I have to be realistic and, and, and be aware of the fact that my brain will mentally wander off at any given opportunity. And so if I have a really strict routine, I'll beat myself up about it because I I won't stick to it. But yeah, things like if Joe takes the kids in, I film, that kind of thing works for me. And when we moved, I was so emotionally upheaved. I phrased that sentence badly. But there was such an emotional upheaval. And then there was Christmas. And then after Christmas, and we unpacked enough boxes and you know we'd settled in and I was sort of thinking oh this is going really well I'm really it's all really great and I've been like some sort of mental health roller coaster for the past two weeks and what I realized was I'm not doing those habits or those daily things because you're feeling fine or because you're organized or because life's ticking along you stop doing the daily things that you should be doing that make life tick along in the first place so it doesn't necessarily have to be a mental health thing but it, i mean it's the same with tom you get to a stage with tom where if you've been consistent with it 
where it doesn't take 30 minutes, you might do a room that you don't use very much in 10. And then the next week you might think, oh, I'll just skip it. Cause it, do you know what I mean? And then before you know it, that room's a bomb site. It's going to take you three hours to sort it out. And it's the same. I was like, oh my God, I'm all over the place. And I realized I've just been doing none of the consistent stuff mm. that I need to be doing. And also I think- but Are you I, happy though? Are you happy? I'm very happy, bed? very happy to have moved. Don't miss London. I definitely say from an anxiety point of view, weirdly, and I knew this would happen because it's happened for numerous friends of mine, but I couldn't imagine how. But from an anxiety point of view, I mean, I will always find stuff to be anxious about, but the slower pace mm-hmm. is way better. Mm-hmm. And it's so odd because I would sit in my house and I'd go for a walk and it wasn't that I'm a very sociable being. And obviously everyone's been stuck in their house for the past two years. But things like if you put me on a pavement, you can tell a Londoner if you put them on a pavement with other people, we get parking angry. If you're not going at the right pace, if you're more than two people abreast, if you're not aware of where you are on the pavement compared to where other people need to be, we get fucking angry. And it, I'm still the same. If you put me in London, I, I speed up. I, I, I ignore other things. I'm, I'm used to like crazy people coming up to me, but here I'm like, Oh, it was just, I was just mill around behind this old couple who were just wobbling all over the pavement. That's fine. You take your time. You've got all the time. Whereas I'd probably like trip them up in London. Joe, one of Joe's, I remember walking down Chiswick High Road with Joe and, uh, and we'd had two kids. So this was when I had children and these kids were barreling along towards me. They must have been about 10. And I'm about the height of a 10-year-old boy. I'm an average height of a 10-year-old boy, I'd say. And I could see them coming towards me. And so rather than stepping aside, I just physically braced so that when one of them knocked into my shoulder, instead of me being knocked to the side as they went past, they went fucking flying onto their ass. And Joe was just like, oh, my God, did you just shoulder slam a child? And I was like, I'm not fucking having it. They can see me coming. It's a very straight road. And they thought they'd just not pass the fat woman. And instead, she's braced. She's ready. <laughs> you pick yourself up. She's great. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas here, I'd be like, oh, look at the kids playing. So there is a definite slower pace, which I think does is a massive benefit. And the boys have settled. Yeah. Just doing things like last week, my gardener came for the first time found a lovely gardener uh and she came and she came for an extra hour she's like i refuse to be paid for this extra hour I just want to hang out with the boys she came deliberately during half term so that they could choose what seeds were going to grow in the veg patch and she could make a list of what flowers they wanted green they want green flowers and they just had the best time the best time like they made veg boxes with her. They we, they got in the wheelbarrow. And like every time they got in the wheelbarrow, I thought she, this it would fucking drive me up the wall. And she would pretend to wheel them and put them in the compost heap every time. And I'd be like, I'd want to just literally put them in the compost heap and leave them there. But no. So it's, it's all going really well. But also, very interestingly, I think what I meant about the beginning bit about the mental stuff is that it's like, 
there is no magic. I know, I know people in real life who do this and I am obviously guilty of it myself. There is no magic cure. There's no move to the country and your mental health will be fixed. Move to this place. Yeah. And you'll be fine. Once I get money, my mental health Mm. will be fine. You know, I'm not saying that I would object to the money. Uh, it would stop me. Once you know, I look like Jennifer Aniston, my mental health will be <laughs> Exactly. And that's the thing. So, yeah, I'm really liking it. I really like the fact that, I don't know, I just, yeah, this it feels this feels like my home already, this house. It doesn't feel like, you know, when you move in, I've moved into houses before. Oh, I'm so jealous because my house doesn't feel like home yet. Does it not? You've had builders in. No, but like it still doesn't feel like home. It's Margaret's home. She's not let me have it yet. I thought she'd gone though. She's not gone. No, she's still here. Do you think there's a waft yeah, around again? I just talk to her now. I just go, hi, Margaret. It's funny because two things. I, w- I want to talk to you about something. Two things. My eldest son. A way. This is a surefire way to really freak your fucking kids out. I wasn't thinking, and my eldest son said. What if there are ghosts in the house? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. There are definitely no ghosts in this house. And he was like, what? And I was like, well, I can tell. I wouldn't have bought a house if there was something weird. Like, I can tell as soon as I walk in. And he was like, what? And he, then he was like, no, no, no. And then I said, well, I grew up in a house, as we've discussed on this podcast. I grew up in a house with things. So I know. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you can ask granny. And so he asked my mum, expecting her to go, no, she's talking a load of pop swallop. And my mum's like, yes, but they weren't talking about us, darling. <laughs> so he was then like, okay, my mum's insane. And for ages afterwards, it was really awkward because everywhere we went, he'd be like, is there anything here? Mummy, is there anything here? And I'd be like, look, we can't do this at every single house that we go to. He's been awake the last three nights having nightmares about being bombed. How it's... Mm. I feel like we're very, uh, I'd like to say, uplifting podcast. Some might say. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about that. And then I've got something that will lighten the mood. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to bring it down, but also I don't want to skip over it. Because I actually was like, if my child who gets up at 10 to 6 every morning to meditate to chanting monks and who we live in a, a, what I have noticed since moving is, you become very gung-ho about certain things if you live in a big city. So COVID was a very good example of that. The same when you hear about people in, in the Blitz, uh, it's, it's Londoners you know, having a cup of tea amongst their bombed house, et cetera. But here, people, people haven't had as much COVID. So that's been, so now COVID's gone through the school and everyone had a bit of a panic and that was a bit of a surprise to me. But also, I think I became very guilty of being sheltered from the possibility of war, even mm. though I did wake up two days ago and Joe was like, I've checked all of Russia's bombs and we are in the blast zone for all of them. And I was like, I, I mean, I've literally, I'm not even out of bed yet. Thanks, Joe. But it's definitely affected Ned. And I was, you know, I did try and sit him down and say to him, look, we're not at war with anyone. And what we've learned from the Second World War and the First World War is 
fighting actually isn't ideal and it's much better to unite and deplete someone else's resources so it's great Switzerland have got involved but yeah um, I have been sort of very like yeah. fighting we're, we've learnt that actually the last thing we want to do is for us to all go to war because it doesn't end well but um, and we're doing things like BP have pulled out of deals and stuff so I did try and do that but it, he's just he's waking up and he's like I had a dream that we were bombed and it's really difficult it's really difficult um well They'll all because they'll all be talking about it at school. They did an assembly at school, but it, but I'm thinking, yeah how how are older kids? How are your older kids dealing with it? Well, like I, I picked up Thomas a few days ago, and he helpfully said exactly the same thing to me. So I'm driving down the road, and I've got Ben and Johnny in the back, and Tom said, just like Joe said to you, yeah, well we're in the blast zone, yeah, and he said something else that was not very comforting and I was just like and I was like I didn't know anything and I went no we're not don't be silly like they couldn't even get this far anyway and then I googled it and went crap (laughs) okay but like it's there's all sorts of fake things on TikTok and stuff that they're all watching and remarkably for me like you know this is my anxiety has not hooked onto it and I think it's because there is literally nothing I can do. So I was really quite anxious about COVID and like coronavirus and everything yeah. because I felt like I could play an active part in mitigating any risks for me and my family. Yeah. Despite. But the- I, I literally have. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have no control over this Ben um woke up and for him he's still a little bit too young it's all a bit detached he doesn't really understand what's going on um Tom and Johnny remarkably pragmatic about the whole thing but Ben woke up and said um yesterday I've decided that I don't use my bed anyway because I sleep with Johnny so someone can come and stay in my in my bedroom you know and I have to admit I was so I was listening to someone on the radio this morning as I was taking the kids into school and I started crying. I got really upset. Yeah. And Tom looked at me and he was like, you're all right. And I can't cry with these lashes on because it does things to the glue and it really stings your eyes. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, I'm fine. I just got something in my eye. He's like, you're crying at the radio, aren't you? I was like, well, it's just really, really it's shit. Crazy. My friend is Ukrainian and her daughter is seven months pregnant and in the Ukraine and she won't leave because her husband isn't allowed to leave because men between the ages of 18 and 65 can't leave and so she's just sleeping in a underground seven months pregnant on the floor and her her mum is just every when I saw her she was just crying it was awful makes you feel really like I I was just can't remember why I was talking to Joe yesterday but Joe was like oh it's been a really frustrating day I've had a really annoying cold and um both of us were like at least we're not sleeping in a bunker being bombed by a megalomaniac but also slightly in love with the president of the ukraine <laughs> i know aren't you i mean i don't know i think it's hormonal because i'm also slightly in love with steve Irwin's son which i think is illegal <laughs> i don't know how old he is but i love well steve i think Irwin. you know what i think it is 
this is not about Steve Irwin's son, by the way. This is about President Vladimir Zelensky. You've got to use his proper name. Yeah. Like, come on. Double Y. I think it's double Y at the end. He's just like, you're like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually. And then his wife, you're like, high five her on the way past. She's amazing. I was like, what did he say? Oh, 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 I like this bit. Right. Look, look at him. I've got all that. Oh. He's got pretty long song. <laughs> what he said, um, I think someone phoned him. I don't know if it was Boris or someone. And he said, we'll get you out of there. And he was like, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition or something. I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I need ammunition. And I think, I think he's got himself a lot of um, support. Like everyone's just, I mean. Do you think he'll you, take over from Boris? Can, can you imagine? I can't even imagine Boris in a t-shirt. I'm going to vote for him when Boris <laughs> leaves. Can we have him? Can we have President Zelensky, please? Yeah. You can come over here on a, like, a, we'll swap. Yeah, we'll do a swap. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing, it's really difficult as a parent. I just was a bit like, with coronavirus, yeah, you could say, well, wash your hands and we're not going to go on the tube. And But with this, it's like, mm-hmm. and I, Ned was like, but what if they bomb us? And I was like, there is not, literally nothing we can do. There's no point in worrying about it. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow, which I don't think he found that helpful because now he's worried about being hit by a bus. But I was, do you know what I mean? There is nothing. I can't stop Putin. How how old is he? Nine. When I was about 10, I remember, do you remember CAD file? Yeah. How could I forget? I I remember watching CAD file. For anyone who doesn't know what it is, it, it was like a it was he was CAD file was a monk or a priest, and medieval, it was set in like the sixteen hundreds. Yeah, medieval monk, priest, monk. Yeah, who used to solve crime? <laughs> Obviously, the crime solving. Um, <laughs> it, um, and there was a, a particular episode that really made me realize my mortality yeah and I remember watching it I can't remember when I can't remember what it was but it really I remember it really stuck with me and I remember thinking oh my god I'm not one day I will die yeah it's really and it really it was like a real moment it is around nine and ten I think nine and ten you become very aware you have like you you like level up yeah, awareness of life. I think it's difficult. So it might have just come at the wrong time. Yeah, me. definitely. I think, but that was the thing. I was like, is it more stressful for someone like Tom, who has such a better, not criticizing my nine year old's brain, but at that age, you have such a better understanding of life and consequences and adulthood. And do you know what I mean? You, you really get stuff and I thought god that's a lot but I mean it's a bloody lot for those poor kids in Ukraine who are having to yeah the whole the whole the whole situation is awful but just just skipping back to President Zelensky just for for a little bit because I just wanted to say something else was that I think the reason why like everyone admires him so much potentially is because he's he's showing an, an an element of bravery and just the, no like no politician that we would ever know like no. no he's he's it's it's a very modern but b very retro in that there was a time when 
certain prime ministers in this country or presidents in the US or whatever would have a military background or would do something military if needed. Whereas that would never happen. Boris would be put in a bunker. Fucking what the bloody use would he be in a fucking bunker? So that is really retro in that he's like, no, give me my gun. I'm off, which is great. Not ideal because I don't want him to get picked off, but amazing. And amazing if you're saying to people, because I was saying to my mum, I cannot get my head around Joe and my brother-in-law who like have been best friends since they were teenagers and become like teenagers when they're together and a bit goofy. And Sam's only got the sight in one eye and Joe is quite a lot overweight suddenly being like, yeah, strap on a gun off you, off you go. Do you know what I mean? It's unthinkable, but I love the fact that he's like, it makes it so much more palatable if this guy and who's a father of two kids, similar ages to our kids is like, no, I'm doing it too. That's amazing. But also, yeah, he's so modern because he said, don't, I don't want my picture in your offices. I want you to put pictures of your family Mm. in your offices. Like just so normal and pictures of him with his face painted with his kids and that kind of thing. And he's, and the amazing stuff they've been doing, like him doing an address in Russian so that, and they've set up a website because the Russian, did you hear this? The Russian government, if your male relative is fighting for the Russians and the Russian mm-hmm. and something that you're not allowed to know where they are. You won't know where they are. You won't know if they're dead or alive. You won't know if they've been captured. Any- so the Ukraine set up a website of, for, for the Russian families so that if they'd captured anyone or if anyone dies, the family know. And the Russian government have banned that website, but they just keep trying to make it so that Russian civilians have as much information as possible. I just think he's just doing it. And I think the fact that he's behaving the way he's behaving means that everyone, every like Switzerland is no longer neutral. Never happened. It's never happened. So I just think it's a testament to how he's leading that everyone's like, yep, we're on it which I think is is wonderful for the world. Yeah, I agree. Did you read that thing where they captured the they captured a Russian soldier and they made him a cup of tea and let him call his mum to say that he was fine. I bet loads of Russian soldiers if they if they're conscripting civilians they'll be like, "Okay. Oh dear, I've been caught. Well, take me in Ukraine." Yeah, so Felt like we needed to just discuss it. Mm. So I just wanted to cover it in case anyone else, maybe a laundrette will have a have some advice for fellow laundrettes. We do have a Facebook group. If you're a, if you're a laundrette and you're not in the Facebook group and you have advice, uh, then that's a great place to do it because there's lots of people in there. So tell us your um, up- uplift us, Gemma. But it's not an uplifter, but oh. it's a conversation. That's right. Talking to somebody that you don't know in a sauna, yes or no? I mean, you could have stopped that sentence a lot earlier and it would have been a no. Talking to somebody you don't know. <laughs> no. Talking <laughs> to someone you don't know in a sauna. I have to say that I sound like a real grumpy ass 
And I am naturally, my natural go-to is grumpy, reclusive bitch. But I've been brought up by a, a military father and a military wife who is fucking terrifying. And therefore, under duress, my go-to is extreme politeness. So if someone started talking to me in a sauna, I I would be very polite and part of the conflicting existence of Corinna Harrod is that I want no one to approach and yet I draw people in like bees to honey. So, well, I get into the sauna last night. So I get into the sauna and there's a man in there of, I would say, an octogenarian. Oh, so it's approximately in his 80s. Sauna. Yeah. What's wrong? Well, no, I was expecting it to be a same-sex sauna and because then people let it all... Oh, no, there's like a big jacuzzi. There's a big jacuzzi. It's a steam room and a sauna. It's, it's just awful. off the pool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I get in. Hi. So people I, oh, actually, I didn't it. say hi. I... Everyone's oh, yes, of course. We're not... Well, I have my swimsuit on. No, I'm not thinking about no. you. I know that you'd go... I wouldn't, be in, I wouldn't be going anywhere like that. No, I know, I know, but some men would. Sit down. They sit down. Close immediately. Close my eyes. Okay, that's the sign. Don't talk that to me. Close my eyes. Very much a sign. And, and he goes, "It's a very civilized way to end, end the day, isn't it?" Oh. So I open one eye and I was like, "Yes." Close the eyes again. Like, don't talk to me. And he went, "What have you been doing? Have you been for a swim? You've been for a what have you been doing?" Let's just spin to the gym. Silence. Oh, yeah. I've been for a swim. Mm-hmm. Like, I've still got my eyes. <laughs> no, I was reinforcing my boundaries. Yeah. Oh, God. And then this other man, this other man comes in with the brightest pink, hot pink, tight, hot pants. <laughs> he was doing about 90. So he sits down and goes, so where were we? So this guy's name was Bob. Where were we, Bob? Oh, well, you were telling me about your RAF career. And at this point, I opened one eye. And they were like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. As if to say, are we disturbing you? So I was like, sorry, I don't know where I'm going anyway. <laughs> God bless. Oh, under the bray. Don't poke the bray. I don't know. So, so I think talking, like, don't talk in a lift. Don't talk in a sauna. Just don't talk to me unless I am quite happy. I am quite happy to sit in awkward silence because it make, it takes two people to make a conversation. Don't feel like you have to fill the silence. No, you're missing that point. You're missing that point. They're lonely. They like a chat. Oh. They don't have all day with the overstimulation. <laughs> so they like a chat. And oh. that you were there to be chatted you were a, 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 yeah it's a, it's not for I, me no it's difficult isn't it because there should be almost there should be like a like you know how they have quiet zones on trains yes we should have that in the gym they should have like a quiet sauna and a chat sauna and there's this one this is one guy who actually reminds me a little bit of me what i will be like <laughs> when i'm probably in my 70s He's, he goes to all the classes and um, he gets so excited. He gets so excited. He's like hyper, right? And he's so sweet. But God, God, don't get caught by him to talk to because he will not let you go. Anyway, I saw him coming in to the, to the jacuzzi bit 
And um, as he was getting in, this other woman was getting in. And I was like, no, save yourself, save yourself. (laughs) And then he just locked on. And her face, she was like, because he's just so hyper. Well, what have you been doing? I've just done pump class. I've had a Coke. And I was like, like, I've had a Coke. I think. So that part of it's like, it's so good when strangers talk to each other. And it's really good to talk to people who maybe are very sociable and don't get the sociable interaction that they used to get and blah 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 but also part of me is like fucking read the body language of the person you're talking to as much as I'm like Gemma he just wanted someone to chat to and blah blah blah. it's like you have a right to have some quiet time and as much as I'm like yay I'd love to make people feel good and I'm, you know, if they're lonely, I don't want people to be lonely and all of that. But also it's like, you have a right to have some quiet space. But it's worse in the steam room because when you're in the steam room, you can invariably just, it's like a disembodied voice. Because <laughs> it's that steam. So you'll go in and it's just like, hello, hi, 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 you're searching through the steam. There's <laughs> an episode of Modern Family where someone comes in and sits naked on someone else's knee in the steam room. <laughs> don't want them to do that. I feel like we should get you a swimming costume that says something like, don't talk to me. You know how dogs have different collars that are like, I'm not friendly or I'm shy. I feel like we should get one for you that's like, I'm setting boundaries. Don't talk to me. (laughs) I'm setting boundaries and I only hear black. Read the room. Read the room. Yeah, it's difficult. It is really difficult. And it's hard to know. There have definitely been times where I've seen someone approaching and I'm like, you're going to want to talk to me. And I've moved. And Joe's been like, it's really awkward when you do that because it's very obvious. (laughs) I have a real problem, which again is is part of the thing that I'm having a diagnosis for at the moment. And it, I, I literally, I did it the other day and it made me feel so proud because I realized I haven't done it for ages, but I get to a stage if I've taken on too much, if too much is going in, I stop being able to filter what's coming out. And I know that lots of people say that they do this, but I do it really badly. And so I was having a day where like people were calling and kids were talking and blah, 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 and there was so much going in and Joe started singing and I said something, he, he wrote a tweet about it because it was so horrible of me, but I said something like, why is this happening? What have we done to this, <laughs> this awful singing? And he laughed and stopped. And then I said, I'm really sorry. It's just, it was really horrible and I can't deal with it. He was like, wow. And I don't really remember saying it. That's what I mean about like, I have no control over what comes out. I don't really remember saying it. It just came out. Luckily it was my husband. So it doesn't matter so much, but I do sometimes when I, when I'm making a hasty exit from a social situation, it's partly because I'm like, I can feel overstimulation happening. The filter's going to be removed in five, four, three. It's just so unfortunate. So maybe you should try that. Um, Unfilter yourself. Um, okay. What's been, what's been your positive for the week? We know, don't we, Gemma? 
Well, I've got two. Usually I can't think of one. Now I've got two. First one was, oh, maybe this was my positive for last week. We really nailed half term in terms of actually doing stuff with the children. And Joe and I took the kids to London Zoo. Joe didn't look at his phone all day. And I went to my sister's exhibition and I had lunch at the Woolsey with my friends and it just all worked well. The boys were really happy. There was enough stuff that was happening versus time not doing anything. But my real positive of the week is the fact that I'm sitting on a beanbag. So we've got two log burning, wood burning stoves downstairs in our house. And I always want to sit and read my book because I do quite a lot of reading for my course and for my po- other podcasts and things. And I always want to like be cutchy cozy in front of the fire. So for ages, I've wanted a beanbag. Very clever Amazon saw the beanbag I'd been looking at. It was 30 quid off and they sent me an email. So I nabbed it. So now I've got a beanbag that I'm sitting in and I love it. I never had one ever. I've never owned a beanbag before. I could never see the point of them, but now I'm pretty much never going to move. So when you exit your beanbag, what's your exit technique? Is it a roll? Probably massive dignity. I don't know. Hang on. Is there a technique? Or do you just get up? (laughs) (laughs) That's called the roll and flounder. Also, what I love about a beanbag is that you can be quite kind of upright, can't you? And then you can be all... Yeah, but beanbags always remind me of... um, You're terrible, Muriel. I only watched it once and did... Yes, you know. What? what? Sorry, sorry. Well, there's a scene. There's a scene where Muriel has taken a lover. Yeah. And um, he unzips the beanbag zip rather than her zip. Little balls just go everywhere. Amazing. Hopefully that won't happen. I mean, the dog is going to cock his leg on the beanbag. The other dog will then chew the beanbag, and then the one kid will come home and puke on the beanbag. So I'm just enjoying it until until that happens. What's your positive of the week, Gemma Bray? Well, I can't go into too much detail because because I I worry that they might be listening to the podcast, but. I I set some ultimate boundaries. I, I was so proud of myself. Someone caught someone wanted to do something yeah. that I didn't want to do. So I said no on text. Is it Derek? Poor Derek. No. <laughs> and then and then they caught me on the hop and phoned me. And I stupidly answered the phone, shouldn't yeah. have done it. That's a, and then that's continued to push it. Is not answering the but phone. But then they said to me, I kept I stood firm. I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Mm. And they said, I don't want to feel, I don't want you to feel like I'm pressuring you. And do you know what I said? Do you know what I said? Ah. That's you exactly you what you're doing. <gasps> that is exactly what you're doing. I've never been proud of so I phoned my mum. I told my mum. <laughs> I phoned Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly- yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. And then I just stayed silent. And what did they say? Oh, okay, bye. I feel like no, no. I was so proud. Nothing I can teach you. It's so good. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it after we've. we've sorry, Londa, you can't hear this. It's too outing. People will know. I'm so too proud. much about me. That's so good. 
Well done, Gemma. Yeah. Thank you. I was extremely proud of myself. Um, what, so on the Facebook group, please tell me if you are a sauna chatter or not. Yeah. Team sauna chat. We are both not in team. Because neither of us are sauna chatters. Yeah. Also, if you have any advice, if you're anyone who has any kind of training, who has any tips on how to talk to kids about the current world situation, that's always useful. Also, Mm -hmm. just general chat on the Facebook group is good. I was also thinking we, you know, we should get sponsored by the people who make the slippers because we both have those slippers. Yeah, they're so warm. Oh, they're so warm, aren't they? Magda chews through them and I just order up another pair. Yeah, but how do you say it? Oh. Oni? Oni. Is okay, it? I'm calling it Owani. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll go and find that out. And I'll um, we'll we'll let you know next week. Can you say the president of the Ukraine's name? <laughs> but the name of a brand of sheepskin slippers. They should use you. They should run by you. I've come up with a name for a business. Can Gemma Bray say it? If she can't, you need to rethink it. That's what we need to do. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall speak to you all next week. Say goodbye, Chippy. Bye-bye.